Hello, Vibrant Beans, and welcome to The Beats with your host. I am Kelly Kennedy, and we have started a community of vibing. We are in the vibe movement. We are flowing in our community, and we welcome you to understand how the body really works. Check us out on the first 100 episodes, how the universe works and the body works and how it all works together on the next 100 episodes. As you join us on The Beats, we truly are heart-centered mind opens and guts feeling, looking to dive deep into the rabbit holes to figure out how this all works, how we can do it all better, and how we can work together and collaborate together to be part of a community so we can all increase our frequency, our vibration, and heal the world through love as we know it is. And so it is. Welcome to The Beats. And I set attention first before we start this. So I'm just so grateful that you are so beautiful universe to grace me with the opportunity today to finally interview Carrie and get to know her. And it's as glorious and wonderful as I absolutely know it would be. And I just look forward to more and more of these precious moments as we particularly weave our webs together and entangle them all into our love and heal them all from the inside out and let them be part of our ooey gooey magic carpet ride and join the fun because they're all fucking too serious about it all and they're all missing the fucking point and we'd all like them to wake the fuck up and join us on the fairy ride that we're all on with our little leprechauns and our rainbows and our angels and our guides and all of the magical wonder of the world. We truly are present to your wonder and your brilliance and your wisdom and we remain ever grateful and humbled as we simply facilitate others to find their home back to you. And we encourage and enlighten all those that listen to this, that where it truly touches them to share this wisdom, this knowledge, and this heartfelt message as Carrie and I stay truly centered today at allowing them to understand the most important aspect of life, which is what they are, is energy. And so it is. Thank you, Kelly. I'm excited. It's 11.12, so I probably should have shut up one minute. (laughs) (laughs) We could go on for days, probably. But that is the beginning of the podcast now, by the way, Carrie. So (laughs) I have started, I used to do that behind the scenes and I said, well, I'm not doing that anymore. And so welcome to the next section of the beats. And today I am very blessed to have Carrie B. Wellness herself here with you all, the quantum I don't know, fairy queen, educator, you're, you're just such a beautiful light of rainbow, all the colors in this world, Carrie. And I'm very excited, but welcome to our vibrant community. And we love your vibe. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you, Kelly Kennedy. I'm so excited. I love your vibe and I just can't wait to chat today. Let's do it. So first of all, tell everybody how you got here, because I started following you about, I don't know, two years ago or something. I was like, wow, this woman really knows what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> and it got to the point where I reached out to my team recently and said, okay, I want to interview Carrie because I want to be part of her community. I want my community to be more involved in her. She's educating, like she's already got it organized. She's got it going on. Let's get them involved with her. How's, how did this all start for you? Holy cow. Yeah. You know, I didn't wake up one day deciding to be the quantum educator person of the, the universe. It just happened that I, I, I stumbled upon work that was needed, knowledge that I personally needed in my own life. 
at the right time, right? And so kind of just doing a really, let's go back 20 years, Kelly. Um, but really, you know, I, I started off after college. I, I had an undergrad in, in biology. I could go to med school. I could have gone to grad school. I could have been a high school biology teacher. I had a lot of avenues available. None of them felt right at the time. And so I had like this legit breakdown, went into my volleyball coach's office and was just like, I don't want to do any of those. You know? And she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, you know, massage therapy school sounds really cool. <laughs> and she was just like, I encourage you. And my parents were like, yeah, we, we'll go for it. Right. We, we trust you. We know that you're on this journey. Right. And so that was kind of my start into the world of take how to understand the body. Right. I had a very traditional education in undergrad flipped the switch, went to massage therapy school, had a completely different eye-opening experience mm -hmm. about the workings of the body. And in the meantime, you know, in order to put myself through massage therapy school, I did the only thing that I knew how to do, which was I was a personal trainer because I was a college athlete. So I was like, well, might as well keep myself in shape and help others as well. So, right. And so here I am with this little clinic, you know, personal training, massage therapy. It's all, it's great. It's beautiful. Um, and then, you know, about five years later, I have my first child and he is a beautiful, beautiful human being. But at the time I had horrible insomnia, uh, debilitating digestive issues. I was uh, like, you know, classically just chronic fatigue all the time. And, you know, so like any good nerd, I went back to school, got a master's degree, tried to figure myself out. I got a master's degree in nutrition. And so I applied everything that I was taught about nutrition and it moved the needle a little, right? It, it helped some, but it just, I was like, is this as good as it's going to be? Like, that sucks, right? I don't want to, <laughs> there's got to be more to it than this. Um, and so late at night, you know, I'm scrolling on my phone right? I'm scrolling on my phone. I'm like, why am I not sleeping? Why is my child not sleeping? You know, meanwhile, his room has like every possible nightlight you could possibly imagine. And the baby monitor is just like a right, you know, right on his face. And I stumbled across, <laughs> I stumbled across, I know. Like, I know. Back, it's like so obvious <laughs> for both of us, like, I wonder why I wasn't sleeping. Why was I not sleeping? Why was my child not sleeping? Um, but I, that was the moment that I did stumble upon the work of Dr. Jack Cruz, who introduced me to this idea of quantum biology, right? That, uh, that somehow my body operates in a quantum fashion. And that quantum fashion involves things like light and water and energy. And the thing that I just really took away at first, because if anyone has stumbled across a Jack Cruz blog, it's like, you know, what, what he says, drinking out of a, a fire hose, right? It just like blasts your face with information. And so one of the things that I took away was I have to see the sunrise. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, being in Michigan, I was freezing at the time. And so I literally would just open my back patio at sunrise and like stick my face up to the sky like this, like, I was like, well, you know, okay, I'm seeing the sunrise. Like, I don't even see the sun, right? I'm just looking at the sky <laughs> facing east. And within three days, I actually recovered so much energy. I was like, okay, there's something to this. Mm. And like you, like, I know, like what you do, I dove down the rabbit hole <laughs> and, you know, and then uh, ultimately COVID shut my gym down that I owned my, my clinic. And so I was like, all right, you know, let me just get on Instagram and start typing this stuff up and putting it out to the world and seeing if there's anyone who's interested in what I've learned and how to help myself, how to help clients. Cause at that time I was also then applying the stuff to clients one-on-one -on -one. and sure enough, 
people are interested. And so now I love to educate people in why light is important, how it interacts with the water in our body, how that interacts with other energies, including emotions. Um, and it's just the coolest thing in the world. So I'm grateful every day that I get to wake up and do this. You know, it's, I'm, I'm so speechless recently y'all because there are no words for the synchronicity of my life. When you get your alignment in just that, and you always attract who you are, it gets scary because you meet nothing but your sisters and your brothers everywhere you go. It's scary in a cool way. Like your reunion is everywhere because we are all nature and we attract nature. And the more you are in your nature, the more you attract your real nature. And what I find so fascinating is I literally said to Carrie before we started recording, before I did the incantation, we never met, right? We're doing a, a show for y'all. We're diving deep and we've never met, <laughs> but we follow each other and we know the language and we know what we've studied. And I've studied Dr. Cruz's work and she studied terrain theory. And, and then I find out, oh, she had a degree, degree in biology too, just like me. Oh, she went to massage school, just like me. Oh, she, and she didn't know that about me either. And I didn't go to massage school until four years ago when I went to go teach this. And I was like, I should probably get a license to touch the body before I go teach others how to touch the body. <laughs> because I've been touching the body for 30 years and know how to help it. But if I'm going to teach it, there needs to be some letters behind my name. And through that is where I went, oh, duh, I've been working in the fascia and dove deeper into the fascia and the quantum. And I know you are, love it. What, what are you, fascia sites? What, yeah, fascia sites. I call it our quantum connective tissue super highway. It's, the, it's one of the coolest parts of the body for sure. It's such, it's like, oh, I don't know when the rabbit hole of the fascia ends. I don't think it does because it goes into infinity because it connects us to the biofield. And Correct, so for sure, for sure. And so my question, Carrie B. Wellness, well, first of all, thank you for reminding me. This is the first podcast I've done. The first time I've gotten in front of a video without my blockers on. So I'm literally listening to your story and I've been wearing them ever since Dr. Jack Cruz's work. I was like, this is really funny. I have forgotten to wear my son, my glasses in front of her of all the people, which is cool. <laughs> so I'm going to go get my glasses while you begin to answer this very open-ended question. So without knowing my whole story, those that do know that when I got well after a car accident, after my father had cancer, I three-year journey looking for the answers. I wasn't as simple as open up your, but it was as simple as go to this crazy guy whose name was Ian, who is now my husband, who helped me by doing this emotional release technique. And when I went back to his office a week later, I said, how did you do that? And he goes, energy. And he was fully satisfied. And did not feel the need to explain anymore. And I was like a very quiet church nauseous at the time. It wasn't the wordy person that I am. So I was scared to death and just, and it was expensive to work with him. So I was like, I only have a certain amount of time. I got to quickly find out how does this never come back? So first he gives that energy. And then I said, you know, what's that? And he goes, cool, huh? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't really answer my question. And then I was like, well, how do I keep it? How do I make sure that that pain doesn't come back? And you resolve my pain. That's awesome. But how do we make sure it doesn't come back? And he goes, just be. I'm sorry, what? Do you, 
do you know something I don't know? Yeah, he had the secrets in the universe. He was fully satisfied and I was fully frustrated. And 26 years later, here we are. Now I'm giving out the secrets to the universe. And we know that divinity and masculinity are at a beautiful ratio of infinity to one. So I'm going to ask my divine queen, will you further explain to everyone what is energy? <laughs> oh gosh, Kelly, where do I start? Um, energy is a vibration that contains information and it exists at many different scales. And we simply, from the most fundamental level, and we are basically beings trying to gather energy and make and have coherent and organized energy in our body. And when we do, and we, when we can flow that energy where it needs to go, when it needs to go, it's where what we're, what we're in what's called quantum coherence. We're in this beautiful state of coherence, which is vibrant health. And so, oh, right. <laughs> um, and so energy is, it, it, we, we can look at it on so many different levels. Up, oh, blue, black, or time. Um, we can look at it on so many different levels, right? We, I talk about it, basically, I talk about it in our bodies as water. I talk about it in our bodies as electrons. I talk about it in our environment as electromagnetic fields. And I talk about it in our world as ether, etheric, this etheric energy. And all of those things actually exist in, in ways that my body can interact with and utilize to live and thrive. And, you know, it just, it goes way more subtle than the biochemistry that we've all been taught. And so that's why I really like to break this down for people because, you know, I, I you, you got to have that traditional bio background. I did too. It was like, everything was a chemical, a molecule, a chemical. It did. And when you actually take a look at a finer scale than that, it's about physics, the biophysics of the body and the biophysics of the body is all about how we gather and flow energy. That was beautiful and why she's such a great teacher. So to keep breaking that down, E equals MC squared, right? Energy, matter, speed of light. Somebody, some brilliant mind taught us that. I can't imagine who. But when we talk about energy and when I got exposed to energy, when I said energy, it was 1996. <laughs> so actually it was 27 years ago. It was 1996. We're in 2023 as we record this. And then the word woo-woo was all people, when you said energy, they said woo-woo. Okay. I, I find this funny, Carrie, because at the time my father had, had cancer many times in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And they used magnetic resonance MRIs. They used radiation therapy, which was energy. They used x-rays when I broke my bones. Like why, why, why has there been a disconnect? Do you think about, and can you come from what you just explained and body work and what you've seen in the physical body and how that's all related and how that disconnect has caused us to truly disconnect? I know that's another as a question, but well, you know, I mean, answer this question of the universe, could you? Yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. And then the well, you know, medicine. I, I think, I think fundamentally, right. It's woo when it, money is not made by big industry. Right. But it utilizes the exact same principles. Like you said, radiation, it's an electromagnetic frequency. What is sunlight? You know, electromagnetic radiation, 
However, to say that somehow we utilize sunlight for energy is woo, but when we use it as radiation, it's not woo. Um, and so we have to, it, it, fundamentally, it's just that if it can be utilized to make big money for big industry, it's not woo. Otherwise, it's woo. And frankly, the woo version of it is actually way more effective and way less expensive <laughs> and easy to apply on a daily basis. So I live in the woo. And I think what I think what one of my um, one of the things that I really like to do is I like to take the woo and really explain it with science, you know, which I put in a very much quotes and in a weird voice because we're such a world that needs science these days. Um, just to help people understand that it, it it's it's not airy fairy shit, right? There's there's a legitimacy to what we do using electrons from the earth, using light from the sun. What happens when we move our fascia and how the electrons flow through the hydrated connective tissue and how that powers the water in our bodies, how that powers our cells. Um, it's all very much real. And so I like people to understand that like you said, it's used in big industry to make money, but it can be used in our everyday lives for the exact same reason to help heal, to truly heal, actually. Um, and it's not going to cost you any money for, for the most part. And, and to that end, I know, hey, listen, there's red lights. We use lights in the office and we use um, low light laser therapy and we use solarogens and all that is good. And I agree with you. And I find, and I want people to really hear this, that on a daily basis, actually, I don't know the answer to this, so, but this will frame it for them, perhaps. I, I do feel this is true. How much do you sit in the sauna? How much do you do your red light therapy? How much do you sit on a grounding pad? How much do you do all of that? Yeah, I mean, so it, it depends, right? I was in Mexico last week. So, you know, I was outside, not necessarily in direct sunlight, but I was outside touching the earth with bare feet, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. Um, here in this type of an office setting, here's, here's what we have to recognize. At the quantum level, at that level below the chemicals, at the level that exists energy in the form of things like electrons, protons, neutrons, photons, the subtle energies of the body, it works non-linearly, which means we just need consistent stimuli with the key signals and the body continues to organize itself and use that information to promote health. So what that means is it's way more effective for me to go outside at sunrise to set my circadian rhythm and get those light signals into my brain, which gets communicated to every cell of my body. It's more effective for me to do that three minutes every day than for three hours, one time a month, because it's the small little stimuli that keep the body organized. And that's what it's all about. Are we inputting the signals the body needs to stay coherent and organized? So sunrise for me, three minutes, sometimes 30 seconds. Sometimes I'm out there for 30 minutes. Today, it was as I was driving my kids to where the, their grandparents' house, right? And I had the sunroof open. And then we roll the windows down, at, you know, around sunrise. And I tell the kids, sunrise eyes. And they kind of turn towards the, the bright part of the sky. They're like, okay, mom, right? <laughs> roll the windows back up. Like, that's what it was. But if, I, if we can do that consistently, that matters. Sauna, same thing. Can we? Can I use the sauna for a full detoxification? I absolutely can. But I actually encourage my clients to use the sauna for smaller hits every single day or maybe multiple times throughout the day. Five minutes here, 10 minutes there to, to charge up what I call the water battery in their body. 
Um, I have a grounding mat uh, under my desk. So when I'm here, I do have my feet on an earthing mat, a nice, good electron flow. When the weather is warm enough, I am barefoot all the time outside. Um, really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. Once so it's what, 45. It, sounds, it sounds like you have rhythms and, and, and rhythms that you follow rather than rigid patterns. hundred percent, a hundred percent. I know when the key signals are that keep the body very coherently organized. Those coherent signals are different times of the day when light changes or when there's additional light frequencies or colors added to my environment that come from the sun. So if we want to start there, I'm totally fine with that. Right. We can we can recognize that everyone's seen sunlight through a prism and we so you or through a rainbow, right? We see all the colors of the rainbow. And we also see there's colors that we physically can't see with our eyes in the infrared and ultraviolet spectrum. And all of those colors interact with my body. And we're only beginning to understand some of them. So this is a very, very new way of looking at how we interact with our environment. But what we do know is that at sunrise, there just so happens to be this beautiful blend of the red and the blue that appears. They're at this really good ratio. And that is the signal to start to activate the hypothalamus pituitary axis. And so that HP axis then communicates to the mitochondria and my adrenal glands to start making pregnenolone, which can become cortisol, right? Like, so that's a kickoff to all of these circadian processes that happen. Uh, it helps my thyroid function. It helps all of my steroid hormones to kind of achieve their balance. And so it's basically my brain recognizing this is the start of Carrie's day and it organizes its tasks accordingly. Shortly thereafter, when the sun's about 10 degrees above the horizon and there's an app called the circadian app that tells you when this is in your location, I go outside, it's called UVA rise. When the sun is 10 degrees above the horizon, all of a sudden it goes from no ultraviolet light present in my environment to ultraviolet A appearing. That's a signal then. I call that neurotransmitter magic. That's when I have these um, amino, there's a big pooling of a key type of amino acid in my eyes uh, called aromatic amino acids. They have this cool ring-shaped structure to them. And this ring-shaped structure, picture, this is basically a ring-shaped structure in, 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 with a molecule. That's just a bunch of electrons, right? That's a bunch of electrons go uh, kind of buzzing around in a ring. And when my eyes get those bright, more powerful photons of UV light, UVA specifically, it uh, energizes these amino acids to become the next chemical in the line. In the line, it you know so yes, biochemistry is at play, but it requires a signal of light. And so UVA can make tryptophan to become serotonin, takes phenylalanine in, uh, to become dopamine. Uh, and, and then that could also become all these other chemicals like norepinephrine. Uh, it, the, it helps with thyroid hormone function. It helps with a chemical in my brain called POMSI. Morning light, UVA light does this. So I go outside again at that time and I typically get a little bit of hit of light. And on a good day, it's a 30 minute walk. On a really busy day, it's five minutes of just sitting and sky gazing. Um, and then again, if vitamin D, UVB, when the sun is 30 degrees above the horizon, I get my skin in the game. Let me make some vitamin D. Let me make some UVA, like use the UVA to vasodilate my blood vessels, to tell my blood to come to the surface of my skin and capture all the light and all the colors that we have no clue what they're all doing, but we know that they're beneficial. And so I make the vitamin D, I get the blood flow to the surface. Uh, then, you know, towards the end of the day, I like to go outside around sunset and to show my brain that the colors are waning, that the brightness is waning so that I can recognize that the day is ending. 
And then, you know, after that, I typically put on orange tone blue blockers when it starts to get dark out and my day, then my, my pineal gland says, oh, there's no bright blue light in Carrie's environment. Let's start to make massive amounts of melatonin so she can go into that regenerative phase, those regenerative phases when she gets into deep sleep at night. And that's it, right? Like, it's just recognizing that we need these signals and, and we can kind of structure our lifestyles around it. And that was a beautiful quantum level understanding truly of a circadian rhythm and waking up in a flow state and how to achieve flow state and how to, you know, I became a flexitarian throughout my journey, right? I started very orthorexic and became very flexitarianism because that is life. Life is ebbs and flows. And what I do today is not going to be what I do tomorrow, but if 90, 80% of my my habits, my choices, because we shouldn't have habits, we'd have conscious choices, are ones that are in alignment with my flow, then I'll continue to re-educate. But I want to really continue to re-educate myself with the information, because that's energy, as you said. You said energy is information, right? That is giving us a signal that is a vibration, right? And all of life is a vibration. And to go back to what people are receiving from the sun, is a wavelength, is a light, is is information. And when you go to the rate X-rays or the radiation and in, in medical treatments, they're laser-focused radiations pinpointed to do a specific, specific purpose. But to heal the body, to keep the body in healing, as what Carrie spoke about, is by, can you go back to walking on the ground and slow that process down? I walk on the ground, I receive the electrons yes. and it goes through the fog. Can you talk about that? Right yes. there, the body worker and how the quantum and how we uh, bring the quantum into the physical and the physical back to the quantum through the breath from walk to breath. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So here's what happens, right? Again, if if you were to if you were to kind of look at the body, you could look at a cell, and sometimes the cell in a in a t- traditional textbook will tell you it has a certain pH. Like there's an ideal pH of cell, the water inside of the cell. Uh, that could also be translated into voltage. But what it indi- what when you look at either of those measurements, the interior of every cell has to have what's called a negative charge. What gives the what gives anything a negative charge? Electrons, right? And electrons are a negatively charged subatomic particle. So from the most fundamental perspective, every single one of my cells just has to have an a, a, a extra amount of electrons, right? It has to, have to be electron rich, negatively charged. We also look at where electrons go when they're in the cell. And we recognize that again, we know that every single mitochondrion inside of the cell has many, many different little embedded inside of it, many, many different electron transport chains, which is where electrons get passed from step to step to step, where eventually at step four, they become water. And at step five, uh, they help to drive the production of ATP. So electrons, and we, when I was in undergrad, I was taught that that happens with electrons that come from carbohydrates and fats, but I was never taught about the surface of the earth. It was James Oshman, right, who his work, who I'm sure you're familiar with, just a brilliant human being who really drove home the fact that the surface of the earth is just has an infinite amount of electrons coming from it. It's negatively charged. And through my connective tissue and the hydration shell of water around every piece of connective tissue in my body, I can 
suck electrons through my skin into my physical body. And where do those electrons go? Well, because of this living matrix, James Oshman's word, right? Because of this living matrix of connective tissue that I'm full of, those electrons can go wherever they are needed. So when there's a cell that's creating excessive amounts of inflammation or a tissue that has excessive amounts of inflammation, generally it means that they are in need of tons of electrons. It shows up as a hot spot. You know, if we look at a thermal scanner, it shows up as a hot spot. And so what we can see with earthing is that when we touch our bare skin to the earth, electrons flow in instantaneously. And because of this connective tissue superhighway that connects every cell to the deep interiors of the cells, the electrons flow where they're needed to help reestablish that negative charge, help to reestablish the electron richness of the body when it's lacking. We can also see this in red blood cells, right? The exterior of every red blood cell should be decorated in this halo of electrons called zeta potential. And when we lose that zeta potential, when we lose that electron halo, the red blood cells start to stack up on each other like pancakes. And a red blood cell that's stacked like a pancake, it's not flowing well. It's not delivering nutrients, right? It's not able to hold those nutrients, hold that oxygen to deliver it to the tissues. And so we can reestablish that zeta potential. And when you do, you see these red blood cells start to poof apart and separate. And when they separate, then they're able to take the oxygen that we breathe and then that oxygen gets carried on these red blood cells. It gets delivered to these mitochondria, where at step four, it combines with hydrogen to make water. And then that water does some amazing things in addition in our body. And it, it's just, it's all connected. And we can reestablish that electrical charge, that electron-rich charge, simply by touching our bare skin to the earth. And looking out at the sun, at sunrise and sunset, so that now those wavelengths we got the electrons, so it's charged. We've got the wavelengths that are coming in. So now the electrical highway has good information to be Correct. carried out throughout that as long as we don't have scarification. Correct. Make sure that our fascia is fully in cohesive alignment so that the information is getting everywhere. Correct. And then the, the water, can you talk about the lymph for a second, Carrie? And the water that creates the space around the cells that's sending the signals. Absolutely. You are doing an amazing job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cool, Kelly. And I just want everyone to understand this. So like the water inside of our bodies is, you know, it's, it's not what we've been led to believe there it's, there's a portion of it that is truly in it, in a liquid state. Like you said, the lymph in the blood, in that interstitial space. Um, but even that liquid water is structured bio water. The molecules are not just, the water molecules are not just randomly, haphazardly kind of just sloshing all over the place. They're very organized. And so water in our bodies wants to be in an organized state. So it can be called structured water. Um, it can be called coherent water. It can be called, it, this, this is the, a term of, for the water that is in our, around our cells in our extracellular matrix and inside of our cells called exclusion zone water, which is a Gerald Pollack has popularized that. Um, and, and when water is organized it, in the body, it gives the body special energy and information. In the lymph in particular, number one, we want this organized exclusion zone water around the lymph vessels. Because when we have structured exclusion zone water, that water actually takes on more of a gel-like state and it drives the flow of the liquid lymph. 
And so something that has always been like, why would we be created without a lymphatic pump, right? Like, you know, you know like if that's such an issue, like that makes no sense, right? There has to be something that's driving the flow. And yes, I know movement and drives the flow. I get, I understand that. But what we need to know is that sunlight helps to maintain what's called exclusion zone water around the lymphatic vessels on the interior of the vessels to help drive the flow of lymph throughout the lymphatic system. That's, that's how drainage gets supported. It's through a specific wavelength range of light called infrared light. And so uh, that's one of the signals that we get from sunlight. When our body is in full spectrum sunlight, there's always a plethora of infrared that's one of the best strategies we can use for both lymphatic flow and blood flow. It assists in blood flow massively. Um, that, that lymph then also, or all liquid water in our bodies, when the water, when we look at the water, the water actually starts to attach to itself in what are called clusters. And these are these little geometric ordering of water. So you can picture water molecules kind of locked together into picture like maybe an icosahedron or picture a hexagon, like water likes to organize itself into geometric shapes. And when it does, it does that A, in response to energy and information. Energy and information are inseparable. Energy, like wavelengths of light, always contains information. And the water then receives that information and organizes itself into a geometry. And that's a way to store information. And that then that water, that cluster of water vibrates a really its own signature resonance that is felt by the entire system. So we know that the energy and information are in our environment because the water in our body organizes itself and holds it like an antenna, but also can transmit it right as well throughout the entire network of the body. So water is a powerful receiver, holder, storer, and transmitter of all of the energy and information in our environment. I am so grateful to you for explaining it the way you just did. And I was going to ask you, but I want you to just unpack a little bit more, but you did it beautifully already. The structuring, this word, there's so many words that people use that are interchangeable, you know, and I think that confuses people rather than bringing clarity, unless they understand that exclusion water um, and that um, structuring water, coherent water and information really is the same thing. And it's about geometric patterning that the water happens. And, and this was found by Emoto when we looked at his work in water crystals under microscopes in certain um, you know, degrees Celsius, 25, negative 25 degrees Celsius, that when you speak something that it's holding that information, then looking at the, the water under the microscope, it will take shapes that are pretty or not pretty. And that's what Carrie's talking about, right? Can you explain yeah. more about that in your yeah. terminology? Absolutely, absolutely. So water is always trying to, it, okay, so I'll put it this way. From, <laughs> we only have, certain senses, right? I can feel things. I can smell things. I can see things. I can taste them, but that's not all the information that's in my environment. It's not just what my, my senses, my traditional senses can sense. Of the physical body of the mammal is what I call it. The mammal senses. The mammal senses. Exactly. So right now in this seemingly empty space around me, it's heaming with frequencies. And again, like this wouldn't be woo if I could show you how to pull up a radio right here, tune this dial, and I'm going to pull up 103.3, right? And I'm going to listen to some, some music on the radio. So like 
I know, we all know that we can do that with radio waves. And so, yes, we have tons of radio waves. We also have electromagnetic frequencies from light. We also have electromagnetic frequencies from wireless technologies. We, we have- We're on it right now. You're listening it. to this through a bunch of wavelengths going through. And if you're watching it, those wavelengths are showing up as our person. Exactly. Exactly. And so we have to have some part of our physical bodies that can access all of this invisible information. And it just so happens that the water network in our bodies does that. It's a, it's called a liquid crystal. Again, in physics, liquid crystals are used all the time as antenna, as data, as storing data, as recording and holding on to energy and information. It, it, it's been, it's used from in technology, but almost all technology is a reverse engineering of what's physically happening in the human body. So we are full of water that structures and organizes itself into these geometric shapes as ways to be antenna for the information. And so this cluster right here is going to hold information about this frequency that's in my environment. This cluster here is going to hold information about another frequency that's been felt from, from my environment. And my body holds on to these clusters as a way to say, okay, uh, is Carrie in a state of calm or is Carrie in a state of like chaos versus calm? Is her environment threatening? Do we have to kind of facilitate some stress response and some threat response? Or is she in a state where we don't have to worry about that? Maybe we can optimize uh, hormones for fertility, right? Is Carrie in a state where she's safe enough to make a baby? Like the body is continually trying to sense states of threat versus states of peace. And right now, unfortunately, our, our technological environment is such that oftentimes our body is perceiving more states of chaos. It's just these non-native frequencies that are booming these past, especially 30 years, uh, that are just really chaotic and confusing. And what happens actually is the water in our body, when it's responding to those, it holds on to the information in a very ugly, disorganized way. It doesn't create these beautiful, coherent geometries like we see, like you just talked about with Emoto's work uh, involving emotions of love or music that's very uh, uh, peaceful, pleasurable music. It organizes the water in such a way that the water takes a beautiful geometry, a coherent organization. In this aspect, the non-native EMFs or ugly words, mean words, destructure. They destroy our antenna. And so that creates this chaotic signaling in the body where the body feels like there's a threat. And that is synonymous then with the body starting to kind of decay into chaos. So I ask myself, is my frequency environment such that I'm allowing my water network to support structure and coherency and thriving? Or am I destructuring things? and allowing my body to kind of fall into this state of decay and stress. And it's very much happening all through the water in our bodies. You're brilliant. <laughs> I just love this. I love this stuff. No, I, you're, you're, you're geeking me out. My heart is singing. My mind is singing. My, all my chakras are singing. I'm like <laughs> speaking the truth. And it, for, for our communities, I want them, I want you all to understand that what Carrie is explaining is the answer that we've all talked about, which is self-healing. 
And I find that so many people don't really know what that means. They think taking an herb or, or, um, you know, doing a detox protocol or whatever the case may be, getting your amalgams out. Those are all important things, but they're important only from the perspective of allowing the body to heal, only from getting rid of the bad influences that are giving you bad frequencies that are destructuring the water rather than restructuring the water. And that when Carrie in her life goes, oh, I'm not going to restructure my water and go lay under the sun for five hours in Mexico because that's going to restructure my water. But every day I'm going to get a little bit of it. And then when I'm on vacation, I don't need my my blue blockers and I don't need my grounding pads and I don't need. And I was saying that to a client the other day. I actually, when I travel is when I actually use more of my equipment and more of my stuff than I do when I'm home because I'm in hotels, I'm in airports, I'm in airplanes, I'm in conference rooms. I, you know, and I feel like Mary Poppins when I go to these conferences, because I got this big bag of goods and I sit down with a table with my friends. I'm like, okay, everybody got your minerals. Everybody got your oils. Everybody's got all your water for the day, your electrolytes, because we are under fluorescent lights. We are not getting the sun. We are not grounding. We're learning a lot and we're communing a lot and that's fabulous. And we're getting fed by the nature of community. Yet my frequency, I don't want it to, I want to have energy. So I want to make sure my mitochondria are fed by giving it all this energy and, and light. And now we talk about minerals. Okay. Your next subject, Carrie, minerals, go for it. Why are minerals important in all of that? You know, I mean, if we look at the body, 99 out of every 100 molecules is water. And then the majority thereafter are minerals. We're basically a big bag of water and minerals and minerals, big ocean. ocean. We are an ocean. Yes, we are. Absolutely. And minerals partition themselves in certain parts, intracellularly, extracellularly, they partition themselves in certain areas of the body. And that actually helps those areas of the body hold the structured water, help to organize the water. So potassium, for example, forms these huge hydration shells around them to help hold the water inside of the cell. You know, work, again, people have to ask themselves, like, instead of looking at anomalous research and going, oh, that's woo, you have to look at anomalous research, especially when it's been repeated a couple of times and ask yourself, why aren't we talking about that? And one of those first pieces of research that I came across was in Dr. Gerald Pollack's first book that I read of his called Cells, Gels, and the Engines of Life. And what he said there was there was experiments where they literally poked holes in the cell membrane, supposedly this barrier that, you know, only allows certain things in and certain things out, selective, right? And even when there were holes poked in this membrane, even when the sodium potassium pump was destroyed chemically, the cell still maintained its partition of potassium inside of the cell, sodium on the outside of the cell. And so it was like, wait a second, why isn't it just completely going into an equilibrium? Well, number one, that water around the potassium is gelled. So picture, picture jello, picture like a grape sitting in jello, right? It's not just going to be able to migrate out. It, it, and so, so like the, when the, when you look at it, minerals really gel the water around it, that gelled water is structured and organized coherent water. And it allows those minerals to go and stay in the body where they're best utilized. And so that's what, min, that's what, that's how the minerals and the water interact. And then those minerals are also very much important for things like enzyme function, for these chemical reactions to get the energy they need with the water and this vibrational component to again catalyze catalyze uh, yeah catalyze these cascades 
of, of reactions that happen that are happening all over the body. And so without the minerals, we really wouldn't be able to maintain the structure of the water in, it, in the correct locations or run any of the biochemistry that we know is part of what our cells are doing on a continuous basis. You know, Kara, I just realized as you explained that, it was so beautiful, again, that we both probably went to college wanting to understand how the body really works. Yes. And we took all these biology classes and you just reminded me of, or I feel like I'm on organic chemistry, but this time I enjoy it. Yes. And I remember sitting in organic chemistry class, which is the weed out class for the pre-med class. And so they make it very difficult. It's all about these mechanisms and it's a lot of memorization. And I remember thinking like, I don't understand where does it start though? Like, I just kept, was like, like, I don't understand why, but, but okay, I've got this reaction. I'm memorizing it. It's dumb, but like, what starts it? What, what being, why does it begin? What, what starts it? And then oh, I was introduced to Bruce Lipton's work like a year after I graduated college, thank God. And, oh. and massage became a part of my life because my um, physical injury and massage was the first thing that actually led me down the path of healing. Thank God. Cause I didn't think massage was going to work at all. I was like, come on you know, the, the, the neuro, the neurologist and the pain specialists aren't helping your little massage is going to help me. And <laughs> yep, sure did. So here we are. Um, but through that process, like I'm thinking about so many people because allopathic medicine is chemistry and we get caught up in chemistry and we wanted to study the body. We wanted to understand at work. We went to biology and then we ended up doing body work. And then we ended up understanding, Oh, the fascia, the light, the frequency, the minerals. Oh, all this makes sense. And then what do we do? There's no school, by the way, for quantum. Where, where do you go learn quantum? Self school. Hi, life. Because it's evolving. Like, you know, quantum physicists, there's 25 in the whole world. Wake up. This is a new understanding of the universe. And we've all asked questions. Why do we hear? Why is life? And I think some of us are actually figuring out and you heard in the beginning of this we get it we want you all to feel what you can feel inside which is a self-healing that i think so many people are not actually connected to because you don't feel it inside your body you're drinking your water you're doing your lights you're putting on your blue blockers but do you feel that actually sensation what i would call your your sixth sense your eighth sense to feel inside your body it's healing when you go in the sun because it makes you feel joyful because it turns on your chemistry, but the chemistry is the last thing. And so stop chasing down. Well, how do I get my hormones straight? <laughs> the chemistry will take care of itself, which is what Carrie found out in her own story. When I give my body the right information, then the biology can, it can hold on to the information. The chemistry can be created, which is the mechanism way downstream that's allowing flow to occur. And how do we get flow? You got to go way back to the beginning and live your life in a way that is allowing flow all yeah. the time and, and reintroducing these frequencies that, are, that we can hold on to that are structuring our water to allow us to flow through life so that we can appropriately respond to whatever shows up in our life, whether it's COVID hit, I shut down my gym and now what? Oh my gosh, you turned into a sensation or helping more people than ever. Cool. And that's the beauty of life is being able to see that all of life is happening for us. 
all of it's happening for us to unwind into our beautiful journey of our own individualized flow. That was just a rant. I'm... It was no, it's perfect, right? It really is because none of this, and this is it. None of this is denying that biochemistry exists because it does. Right. But you ask the exact same question that I did, and frankly, molecular biology and organic chemistry, those are some of my favorite subjects because uh, the nerd, right? Like, yeah, I can memorize all this stuff, no problem, right? But, but like you said, what kicks it off, and why? Why does it get kicked off? what tells that calcium to enter the cell? Like, what's the signal? And so I do, I work, I teach a, a fertility course from this quantum perspective. And what I see often, a lot I see is that people come to us, women come to us and they say, what do you think about this hormone number, this hormone level, this hormone number, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I co-teach with a woman named Sarah Kleiner. And we say, we don't look at the body in that way because when you optimize the signals, the signals, the energy signals, the frequency signals, the light signals, that will optimize the biochemistry. That optimizes the hormone signaling. That actually changes the shape of receptors on the cell membrane so that they become the correct tuning fork vibration that they're meant to be so that that hormone can actually uh, create an effect in the first place. So we're, again, we're steeped in this biochemistry and yes, biochemistry exists, but it's the signaling that needs to be optimized with our environment in order to actually affect the biochemical change that people are seeking. And, and as a body worker, I'm sure you would agree that the fascia and lymph have to be optimized to receive 100%. and let go of the signals that no longer support us and to hold on to the signals that do. And that's where 90%, as far as I'm concerned, of illness really is, is 10% is the biochemistry and the physical and the fear and getting out of the fear. And 90% is sinking into the true power of the love. And we can call it light. We can call it love. But as we said, before we started this, we're, we're ready to bring that into the world that really Emoto's work was expanded by Rasmus. And what I love about Rasmus when he created Sound of Soul and the reason he created it was because it wasn't a duplicatable experiment that not everybody can make a beautiful water crystal with their minds. Why? Because not everybody has this filter worked out. But when he hooked up their heartbeats to water, every single person made beautiful, coherent, gorgeous, structured, coherent water crystals. Now, what frequency they're at is a question right? Go back to Hawkins work, power versus force. What frequency are you vibing at? I would say carry frequency close to a thousand at Nirvana and joy. <laughs> I'm vibing, I'm vibing up there with you, sister. I'm right with you. That's why when we met, we were like, oh yeah, we get this because <laughs> we don't have, we have done the symptoms of illness. We have done the physical biochemistry stuff. And we've, we've resolved that enough that all we have to do is simply, all we have to do is simply re-educate our nervous system all the time and reintroduce the positive frequencies that are healing to it and make sure we don't. And the ratio is enough so that all that we can live a modern life and we can use computers and we can use cell phones and we can go on airplanes and we can travel and we don't have to feel powerless doing it because we know how to repower, recharge our batteries. Absolutely. But the beauty of life for me is what Rasmus figured out, that our heart is where we're all beautiful. Our heart is where we make structured water. Our heart is where we're connected. Our heart is where the light shines the strongest. 
and that it's the love that heals and the fear that breaks us down. And the fear is powerful and needed because the mammal kept us alive, but it's been in unbalanced. And it's time to bring love, go. It's time to bring love. Absolutely. And so that, that, that heart field, right? That's the most powerful field of magnetism around the body, right? It's this very, and the water in our body aligns to magnetic fields. And so when we have a, when we've got a very powerful, loving sensation, it, it's even stronger. We, our heart beats in the, um, in the golden ratio, right? We have good quality HRV. There's so many really beneficial things that line up the water in our body to optimize all the signaling that we've been talking about. Uh, we also, I don't know, we can even go into like the work of John Stuart Reed, who I love his work on cymatics. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes, cymatics. Please talk about cymatics. Please. It's another. It's another way if people are interested in what we're talking about because we talk about emoto, which is beautiful, and Beta yeah. Austin is another one with the water crystallography. Yeah. But what John is showing is that when you vibrate certain sounds or frequencies into water and shine a light, so it's got basically got a petri dish of water and a vibrating plate below it and a light shining on top of it. And when you vibrate really coherent frequencies, so that would be things like uh, people who have a deep spiritual practice who, who chant things like OM into the water makes the most beautiful, coherent, organized geometry into the water. Take a look, say cymatic pattern OM, and you'll see that it almost looks like a digital rendering, but really it's water that creates these standing wave vortices. And when we shine light on it, it looks like the most beautiful snowflake you've ever seen. Um, and so this is the same thing that we're doing when we, the, with the words we speak, with the thoughts we have, with the, the frequency information in our environment, we are imprinting this coherent geometry into the water of our bodies. And so I do find that a lot of my clients, they have a hard time starting with self-love. So I say, do you love your dog? Do you love your spouse? Do you love a flower? Do you, and if, if you don't love any of that, go into nature because nature is full of coherent frequencies that are going to start to take those water molecules and organize themselves. You get this beautiful, coherent structure basically embedded all throughout your body. And then you become a tuning fork for more of that coherent structure. You start to bring it back to you in your daily life so that then you, all of a sudden you do are like, I, things are good. Things are okay. I, 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 I love how things are going. Right. And it, it starts to build and starts to build and starts to build. And so there's ways to do it, right? You know, you don't necessarily have to be, uh, go on, travel onto a mountain and meditate for the rest of your life. Simply get into nature or the sound of soul. A very similar thing is happening. You're tuning that water, you're organizing it so that when you step out of that environment, you have a stronger resonance with love, with light, with joy, with gratitude than you did before. And you're going to become a magnet for that in your, in your life. I hundred percent. I mean, I, I agree. Ditto. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent, million percent, infinity percent. And we work in a facility. We have a clinic for 20 years and I came back from this last trip and I realized we've not had a lot of plants in our office because we see a lot of allergies and we have flowering issues and all that. But for years I've had three or four orchids up front 
and bamboo plants. And then we got rid of all the bamboo plants a while ago because Ian was freaking out about them because the water wasn't changing enough for him. And, you know, he's like, we have so many people with mold allergies, which is, a, it's a, you know, it's a legitimate, it's a frequency. So anyway, I came back from California. I spent a lot of time in nature with the ocean again was like, yeah, we don't have enough nature on that side of the office. So I was like, I'm going to get a horticulture. So we're going to get a living wall. And Ian's like, you can't do that. We have flowering plants. We have soil. We have problems. So you know what I did, Carrie? What? I went and bought like a thousand dollars worth of air plants and I put them everywhere in the office. And you guys, it can be as simple as air plants bringing nature into the world and crystals and things <laughs> that will allow you the frequency and bright windows. Like you can't see them here because otherwise it would be blind over there. But this beautiful light that's coming in from over here is from the window mm-hmm. <laughs> that is allowing frequency to give to me because I came home from that last trip and was like, there's not enough nature in the office on that one side. And so we're going to get air plants. And, and I noticed it, we just moved um, and we were living on a half an acre and now we moved to more of a town because I have a little 10-year-old and we wanted to give him more of that type of environment versus out in the man, no man's land with no neighbors. Great energy, but no neighbors. And he, and I, I, we both were like, I'm feeling claustrophobic. Like, okay, the park is there and, you know, we've got the lake over there. It's only 10 minutes away, but oh, I have now green thumbs. I have like 37 plants at my house. I've never had plants before. Because I've always had outside nature. I just went outside all the time. Now I have to bring nature inside. And I feel the energy in your home with the plant just behind you, with the beautiful sunlight. And you exude a vibe that is pure love and joy. And I just asked you if you were going to go to any conferences. You're like, yeah, but my kids really love me. I'm like, I'm sure they do. My kid complains to me all the time. I travel too much because they want to be in our vibe. And what we want to share with you is how you get this vibe. And Carrie, you have amazing programs and education that I would love our community to be able to access and to have them get to know you and follow you on Instagram. Carrie B. Wellness is her Instagram. I mean, I don't know many people, honestly, other than my good friends. I know Carrie, who's now my good friend. But what can you tell them about your programs and how they find you and all the things? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So Carrie B. Wellness on Instagram, I post, you know, five or six times a week about these things. So if you're interested in water and light and earthing and, and breath and, and, and a mitochondrial health, that's a great place to start to dive into this. Um, CarrieBWellness.com is my website. So that's where you'll, you'll be able to take a course. You could sign up because I've got a product recommendations guide. I got an FAQ, um, all of these, um, you know, things to help you start to implement this lifestyle. Uh, the courses are great. They're a great way to kind of do like three hour deep dives, you know, mitochondria, hydration, connective tissue, all this fun stuff. I also do teach a practitioner certification program through the quantum biology collective. Uh, it goes into a ton on exclusion zone, water, light, and mitochondria. So that's a bunch of fun as well. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I just like putting this stuff out there. I like sharing it. I like interacting with people who like to nerd out about this stuff too. So I do have a private community. You can join again. That's through my website. If you want to twice weekly Q and A's where we just, we talk about this stuff <laughs> and how to apply it, right? Whether you're applying it because you want to understand it or whether you're applying it because you want to help to transform your life. Um, it's a great place just to kind of interact. And, and yeah, I'm, I just, I'm grateful. So thank you, Kelly. And I, I want to. I want to say thank you so much for this lovely conversation. 
Oh, please. And, and we're not quite done. I have one more question for you, okay. but thank you. And I want to say to all my, my vibing, vibrant beings out there, you know that I have taken on two totem animals. Well, maybe you don't know about that elephant totem animal, but the Norwal has become very important to me in my life and with Dr. Schaffner. And I feel as though what Dr. Schaffner and I have done when we committed to each other four years ago, that we were going to bring our two worlds together because we felt like we were studying all the same stuff, but we had never known each other. And, and so we started a tribe and we call them Norwals because if you know anything about Norwals, do you anything know about Norwals? I can picture one, (laughs) right? So my, my colleague recently, I'm going to make you all laugh if you're watching this. She recently gave this to me for my birthday. She found this in California. It's a Norwal going upside down up into a satellite. That's kind of felt like the last three years up into a spaceship, rather. It kind of feels like the last three years of our life. But Norwals are real animals that are the unicorns of the ocean. And they live in the Arctic areas where there's all these ice channels. And they've got that horn because they need to come up to the surface to breathe. And they need to poke through with that horn to get break the ice. They have to break the ice above them. They have to break the glass ceiling. They have to break the barrier above them. So they have to have a horn. I love the Norwal. And when the Norwal comes up with their little school up against another school, because of the way the channels are, there's not enough room for them to go opposite directions. So they have to join forces. Welcome to the Narwhal community, Carrie. <laughs> Kelly, I'm going to be deeply involved. I want to take your course and I'm going to, because I really, I want to know everything you know, and there's not a lot of people teaching it. I read all the time and access it, but I love content that's all organized for me like we all do. So I'll be in that course with everybody who wants to take it and share that um, with the world, please, because as I said, there is no formal school yet. And I know Sinclair and Christine and I are, Dr. Schaffner and I are all creating this quantum coherence medicine and Carrie will, I'm sure as, as that develops more, will be part of that. But as that develops, we need to access all of our colleagues and bring us all together to collaborate, to bring people into the awareness that you have all this inside you and to really understand it and experience it. Please start to learn about it. This doesn't, you, you do not have to be a rocket scientist to understand quantum physics. It's as simple as go outside, get on the ground, breathe, hang out with nature and watch your body organize itself and heal in a way that you never thought was possible. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It's it's simple, right? It, it might sound intimidating, but it's simple. And the, the way you phrased it is like, this is not about telling you that you can't be a chiropractor anymore, or you can't be a nutritionist anymore. We're helping you lay a, a foundation in your clinical practice to make your clinical practice that much more successful. So if you can start to introduce these topics to your patient and client population, you will see major shifts and changes in in their health uh, uh, way faster than I ever thought possible. At the quantum level. At the quantum level. At the speed of light. You can heal at the speed of light. And I appreciate Dr. Joe and all the work he's done to prove the thought can heal the cell and can heal the terrain and can change instantaneous, spontaneous, and and what spontaneous healings are about because the spontaneous healings are about the quantum. So the last question I have for you, Carrie, is this. If, okay, we know there's about 7 billion people in the world or so. If you had a microphone today and all of them had 
got an opportunity, not had to, got an opportunity to listen to you, what would be the secret of the universe, the secret of your life, the secret of whatever that you really want them to know from your heart to theirs? Oh yeah, I, I know exactly what that is, right? I want them to number one, know that we are in a connected sea of this etheric energy, right? There is, we are all at that quantum scale. We are all literally connected every part in the universe. It means that I am a contributing factor to what's happening in that, in that universe, right? At that level. And really side note, the ether has a fluid dynamic. So if we can almost picture all of ourselves in a big pool of water together, are you peeing in the pool or are you, are you cleaning it? Right. You know what I mean? So what you do, <laughs> what you do in this pool of the ether can either really contribute to the betterment of all, or it can kind of make things a little bit polluted and nasty. So, <laughs> it was, so love Kelly. It's love, right? It really is because if I'm vibrating out love, I am, I am promoting a very coherent, high energized, really organized, coherent ether, etheric energy that can be felt by all. If I am putting out hatred and fear and anger, that's peeing in the pool. Okay. <laughs> Don't pee in the pool. <laughs> and there's way more love than there is fear. There will always be more always water be. than pee. That's why it's such a great analogy. The pee, you know, the answer is dilution. Always. Is. Solution always. is dilution and dilute it with love. Cause that's the solution. It's exactly, it's exactly it. Right. Exactly. You were all as insignificant as a grain of sand as insignificant as Jesus Christ himself. who changed the, we changed the calendar for and Buddha and all and all the rest. So I'll get over that whole thing. You have shown up and given me as one of my friends said the whole beach today. That's cool, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks for this opportunity and a great conversation. Really loved it. Let's connect again soon, please. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. And thank you all for being right here with us today. And we invite you more to be more being and out of the race and join the vibrant community and get in the vibe of the flow, baby, because it's a lot of fun. We'll see you on our magic carpet. <laughs>